You see, I could watch you for uh, six months or a year or two years, follow you around and watch everything you do, and I could learn a whole lot about you. But the truth of the matter is, I can watch you under adverse circumstances for two minutes, and I can learn as much about you when the pressure is on, when things are not going well, when things are tough. I can learn more about you in two minutes than I can normally by watching you for days and weeks and months. Do you respond or do you react? That's Zig Ziglar. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. I appreciate you joining me today as we have one of the best storytellers in the motivational speaking world, Mr. Zig Ziglar, back on the show. And today he is going to share a story about his experience at an airport. And he's going to do this to illustrate a very important point about emotional regulation. So I hope you enjoy this one with Zig Ziglar as he teaches us how to emotionally regulate ourselves during times of anger and frustration. Here's Zig Ziglar. Enjoy. It was January the 23rd, 1981. It was a Friday. It had been one of those weeks. I had been literally drove hard and hung up wet, as we'd say down home. I mean, I'd been about as busy as a man can get. That particular Friday morning, we had a four-hour recording session. Now, when you record, you got to move it up a notch because you don't have your body language and your eye contact to communicate. It's got to be all voice. So I was full speed ahead, wide open, 280 words a minute with gust up to 550. I I mean, it was all there. Well, at the end of the four hours, I wasn't just whipped, I was whooped. And there is, as I say, quite a difference in the two. We had a flight going back to Dallas, leaving at 3 o'clock. The airlines had said to us, now, because you've got all of this gear, you need to get out here at least an hour early so we can secure it. So straight up and down at 1 o'clock when I finished, my son-in-law, Chad Whitmire, who works with me, uh, packed up all of the gear as quickly as possible. We caught a cab, made a mad dash to the airport, got out there straight up and down 2 o'clock. As I walked in the front door, there were two humongous lines. And I picked out the one which I thought was the shortest and prepared to wait. But I noticed after I'd been there just a moment or so that a little lady was walking around behind the counter. And I looked on one end and there was a sign which said position closed. My experience told me that pretty soon position closed was going to swing open over to position open. So I got ready. I wanted to be the first in that new line. And sure enough, about a minute later, down comes position closed, up goes position open, and the little lady looked out at the two long lines of people and smilingly said, those of you who have a seat on the 3 o'clock flight to Dallas, come over here. Well, quick like a bunny rabbit, I'll tell you, I was over there first in line. Little lady looked at me and grinned as she said, the 3 o'clock flight to Dallas has been canceled. <laughs> 
I said, fantastic. She said, what'd you say? I said, fantastic. She said, now I got to ask you, I've just told you your flight's been canceled and you say it's fantastic. Now, why would you say a thing like that? And I said, ma'am, it's very simple. There are only three reasons on the face of this earth why anybody would ever cancel a flight to Dallas, Texas. I said, number one, something must be wrong with that airplane. Or number two, something must be wrong with a man going to fly that airplane. Or number three, something must be wrong with the weather that man going to fly that airplane in. Now, if either one of those three situations exist, I don't want to be up there. I want to be right down here. Fantastic. She said, yeah, but the next flight doesn't leave until 6.05. I said, fantastic. Well, by now, the other two long lines are people are looking over as if to say, who is that nut that says everything is fantastic? So I said, ma'am, uh, you know, as she responded to me rather by saying, why would you say it's fantastic when I tell you uh, that you're going to have a four-hour wait here in the airport in Kansas City? I said, ma'am, it's very simple. I said, I am 54 years old and never before, not even once in my entire lifetime, have I ever had a chance to spend four solid hours in this airport here in Kansas City, Missouri. And I said, do you realize at this precise moment, there literally are tens of millions of people on the face of this earth who not only are cold, but who also are hungry. And here I am in one of the most beautiful facilities in the whole world, bitterly cold outside, but nice and warm on the inside. And there's a nice coffee shop right down the way. Going to go down there, get myself a cup of coffee. Going to do some relaxing for just a few minutes. Then I've got some critically important writing, which I must get done. And who can think of a better place than a beautiful facility like this for me to do my creative work? I say it's fantastic. Now, those of you who might have picked up just on this particular segment of the Born to Win program might be thinking to yourself, well, now I've heard about those positive thinkers, but that's ridiculous, Ziegler. <laughs> now, uh, you know, you might also be wondering to yourself, I wonder if he really said that. Tell me the truth, Ziegler. Is that really what you said? Well, as we'd say down home, scouts, honor folks, that is exactly what I said. Okay, you said it now. Tell me this. Is that the way you felt? I mean, did you really feel that way? Tell me the truth, Ziegler. Did you feel that way? Well, of course not. <laughs> At least initially, I did not feel that way. But you see, folks, as your instructor in the Born to Win program will tell you many, many different times in many, many different ways, whether you respond or react is going to determine just how high you're going to go in the game of life. You see, to respond is positive. To react is negative. I chose to respond for very one or two or three very simple reasons. You see, I don't have ulcers. I don't want ulcers. I don't need ulcers. I honestly don't think I will ever have ulcers because I respond instead of react. You see, you go to the doctor and you're sick and he gives you a prescription and says, see me tomorrow. And if you go back the next day and he begins to shake his head and say, uh-oh, your body is reacting to the medicine, then everybody gets upset. But if he looks at you and says, oh boy, your body is responding to this medicine, then you're really going to get excited because you know it's doing you some good. You see, folks, you do good when you respond, but you're not doing so good when you react. 
You see, I responded for that reason. Now, I had a couple of reactions I actually could have had. You know, I could have gotten pretty sarcastic when, he, when she told me that the next flight didn't leave until 6.05 or that my flight had been canceled. I could have said, that's great. That's just great. I break my silly neck running through all this traffic trying to get out here, you know, to catch a plane as you had told me to do, expecting it to leave. And I get here and you tell me that you've canceled a flight. Well, let me tell you something. When I drove up, I noticed that you've got a dozen airplanes sitting out there not doing a cotton picking thing. Now, why can't you let me get on one of those and go down to Dallas? Why can't you do that? Just answer that question. I could have done that. And the next flight still leaves at 6.05. Oh, <laughs> folks, let me tell you something. There are some things you just are not going to change. If you're black, you're going to stay black. If you're white, you're going to stay white. You're not going to add one cubit. I don't care how much you think about it to your height. You're not going to change who your parents were or where you were born. You're not going to change a thing which has happened in the past. That is over and done with. But the question is, do you respond to situations and make them positive or do you react which is negative? See, I could have had another reaction. I could have ranted and raved and whooped and shouted and snorted and screamed and hollered. I could have gotten obnoxious and made a complete idiot out of myself right then and there. I could have said, that's crazy. Who's a dumb-dumb that made such an idiotic decision? Anyhow, I want to go to Dallas. I've been gone all week long. My family misses me and I miss my family. Let me see the man who made this dumb decision. I want to see him right now. I could have done that. And the next flight <laughs> still leaves at 6.05. I know that many of you are very familiar with what happened when our president was shot in 1981. You know what happened at the sound of the gunshot, and I'm absolutely convinced he is alive today because the men who had been assigned to guard his life responded in a very positive way. At the sound of the gunshot, they instantly moved him into the back seat of the limousine and they sped off to the hospital. And it's only been in the last few months that we have learned that we came within a whisper of losing our president. The way our president himself responded to me said a whole lot about the man himself. You remember the scene? He was there in excruciating pain. He was absolutely almost in shock. His wife was there scared to death. The television cameras were on him and he looked at her and smilingly said, Honey, I just forgot to duck. <laughs> and 200 million Americans said, That a boy, Ron. There's my president. I learned more about him in two minutes than I'd learned about him in many, many years by watching him respond. You see, I could watch you for uh, six months or a year or two years, follow you around and watch everything you do, and I could learn a whole lot about you. But the truth of the matter is, I can watch you under adverse circumstances for two minutes and I can learn as much about you when the pressure is on, when things are not going well, when things are tough. I can learn more about you in two minutes than I can normally by watching you for days and weeks and months. Do you respond or do you react? Suppose at the sound of the gunshot, those men assigned to protect the president's life, suppose one of them had said, Did, did, did you hear that? <laughs> Well, 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 wonder what that was, you know. And suppose the president, suppose he said, oh no, here I am, 70 years old, I've worked all of my life for this job, and now 68 days after I get it, somebody shoots me, it's not fair. 
You see, the way you respond is important. Do you respond or do you react? You see, the truth of the matter is, I did not know a single soul at that big old airline. I mean, not a one. Didn't know the president, or the chairman of the board, or the ticket agent, or a single stewardess. And as far as I was concerned, though it was their airline, they could literally cancel my flight. But there's no way they're going to cancel my day. Big thanks to Zig Ziglar for stopping by. And today's take-home lesson from Zig can be explained in a quote from one of my favorite personal development books, and that is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And he says, quote, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. End quote. So, in other words, we all have the power to choose how we respond to any given situation. And the more that we cultivate the capacity to respond rather than, rather than react, the more potential that we have to make wiser and smarter decisions. If you'd like to connect with Zig, you can go to his website, zigziglar.com. His Instagram is the Zig Ziglar. His YouTube is Ziglar Inc. His latest book is entitled 10 Leadership Virtues for Disruptive Times, Coaching Your Team Through Immense Change and Challenge. And if you'd like to check out today's entire talk, you can go to YouTube and type in Born to Win Seminar Part 1, Zig Ziglar. And if you'd like to hear more talks with Zig, head over to our show description to check out all the past episodes that we've had and featured on the show. And also in there will be linked to connect with him and his work as well. All right. That is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.